Coming up on this episode of the Goldilocks Zone, we continue our bracket challenge for novelty and gimmick songs. Last time, we knocked down the Sweet 16 to the Elite 8. Tonight, we're going all the way to the championship where we crown a single novelty or gimmick song your champion. Stay with us. The Goldilocks Zone is going to start for you right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 26, recorded September 24th, 2015. Novelty Songs, Your Champion. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Goldilocks Zone. I'm Sean Jenks, and I'm joined, as always, by the uh, disco duck himself. It is Matt Mariani. Matt, what's going on this week? What's going on this week is I'm about ready to start a convoy with, uh, with my it, good with friend, it, with... the uh, the Monster Mash over here. Wearing Sean an Jenny. itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. Whilst doing the Gangnam style. Wow, none of this Dressing sounds fun. <laughs> in the Gangnam style, yeah. <laughs> sounds kind of terrifying, actually. I'm pretty scared. As you should be, because uh, as you just described, we're talking novelty and gimmick song this week, and we're back. And Matt, we have to start off at the bat with a big controversy. Before we do that, I want to remind everybody, GoldilocksShow.com is the website, and of course, SoundCloud.com slash GoldilocksShow are the places to get the episodes, current, future, past, all of them. And of course, audio, video there as well, and the links to subscribe on Twitter at GoldilocksShow, uh, and GoldilocksShow at gmail.com are all the places we do this. Um... And I also want to recommend everyone stick around for the end of the show because we are going to tease next week's epic episode. It's a number of firsts for us. It is the biggest episode to date we've ever done without exaggeration. So stay tuned for what that's going to be at the end of the show. But, Matt, first, we have a controversy. We have a controversy. We have a controversy. Now, you may I knew remember. it. Sean Jennings, I knew it. You, sir, have been juicing up before the show. It's, I knew it. Is it. All You've been me. taking... You've been taking podcast steroids. That's why you're so good and you're so quick and witty. And and I'm oftentimes just left in the dust. It's because you've been taking those those PEDs. That's exactly Podcast right. Podcast enhancing drugs. <laughs> drugs. Yes, that's exactly right. Uh, and because of that, in my rage-fueled stupor that I was in during last week's show, something happened. So so you may remember those of you at home, we had this bracket from last week. I've got the digital version here. Um, not just the paper one, but we did up a bracket and we put songs head to head and we picked a winner each time, sometimes needing a tiebreaker. Matt, do you remember what happened in the absolute bottom left-hand side of the bracket? We had our Randy Newman challenge. Yes, I do remember that. And we put Randy short Newman people was involved. up against I Love LA. I said short people, you said I Love LA. We had a tiebreaker, I won, and you know what, Matt? I am here to humbly announce to the public, I made a mistake. I was wrong. The short people have just breathed a collective sigh of relief. <laughs> That's such a good way to put it. Uh, All the short people. Yes, I, I, I kid you not, after we finished the show, I sat on the couch and I just thought, and I, I, I said something just didn't feel right about that it was upsetting i couldn't see you just stared at the brank the bracket with a with just a, my head held low so just, a glass of scotch and you looked at it and you said what have i done what have i what done what have i done what hath i wrought uh yes i genuinely feel i made a mistake i love la is a short people is not a good song I Love L.A. is an awesome song, and it really does come down to that, Matt. You made a compelling argument, and I apologize to the people. Therefore, due to my own mistake, we are going to change the bracket, and I Love L.A. is going to take the place of short people. Because I think we're fair on the show. We want to get. I would rather get the decision right and admit fault than just blindly accept the wrong selection. All right. Well, looks like another perfect day. <laughs> I love L.A. I love L.A. That's right. So, Matt, let's go to the bracket. Here we go. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you'll see it up on your screen. Um, last week, again, 16 songs, 8 head-to-head challenges, 8 winners. Now go into our Elite 8. And, Matt, we're going to start up in the top left corner of this bracket with our Classics category. This puts together 
Monster Mash by Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers against Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini by Brian Highland. We played both songs for you last week, so we're not going to do that again this week. But, Matt, we have to pick a winner from between these two to move forward to the final four. Now, when you put these two side to side, they're very different songs. What 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 grabs you first when you see this matchup? What first comes to mind? Well, when I first look at this matchup, Sean, I I really I look at the words at the very top of the bracket. I see novelty and gimmick, and to me, novelty and gimmick really only belong to one of those two songs more more so than the other. I mean, I guess you could say they both fit the the title, but which one fits them better? I think that there is an obvious choice here, and I think that the obvious novelty and gimmick song of the two belongs to the Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. Um, yeah, Matt, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I think I agree with you on this one. And the reason for me is Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini is a catchy pop song. It's not a novelty or gimmick song. I think you really hit the nail on the head that Monster Mash took a, a holiday, Halloween, and wrote a catchy song about it really giving it a gimmick especially with the where you had the different characters and the background singers and the sound effects and all that stuff i mean it really is a gimmick song um it's a bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini simply just a, a catchy pop song um i agree with you so i think we're gonna we're gonna uh, come together as one on this one and see monster mash move forward to the final four i think that was an easy decision yeah i think that was that's way easier than the next uh choice we're going to have to make especially now that you've now that you've pulled short people against rocket man i'm gonna have a tough decision i don't know about you sean but personally both of these songs are uh are near and dear to my heart for different reasons I think it's super tough, and and what's mm. funny to me is they both remind me of Los Angeles in a lot of ways, right? Of course, I Love L.A. is obvious, but Rocket Man by William Shatner, I think they kind of, they're kind of brethren in, in some way, in another world, they would be much similar uh, to each other than they are. And, the world ruled by L.A. Exactly, and I, and I think they do have such a, I'm glad these two end up meeting in the bracket, um, because I think it, it is a really difficult decision. Um in rendering my verdict, I really think which of these is, again, a novelty or gimmick song. And the thing about Rocket Man is it's amazing in every respect. But it's an Elton John song. And the only reason it's a gimmick or a novelty is simply that it's sung by William Shatner. You, you would argue the Elton John version is not in any way a gimmick or novelty. It's just a no. genuine song. That's one of his one of his hits. It is, and it's a great song. And the fact that Shatner sings it is what makes it interesting. Whereas I Love L.A., the lyrics and the attitude and the tone of the song and the and all of that play into Los Angeles and play into the novelty of it. So, in a decision that absolutely breaks my heart, because I genuinely believe Rocket Man is a is a better or more entertaining song. If you're looking at novelty and gimmicks. I gotta say it's I love L.A. and that that's that's my pick for this this competition, mm. Matt. Uh, where where are you gonna come down on this one? <sighs> so this is a very difficult decision, as I've stated before, um, and I think that you make a very good point. I think you make a make a a very fair point that um, I love L.A. is better fits the novelty um, definition if we're if we're gonna be looking at novelty and gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really what what makes rocket man the novelty song is that it's sung by william shatner uh and uh, but i don't know for some reason there's something about rocket man that i don't want to let go of i think it's just the style and that it's it's unique in that regard because he it's more like i think we said this on the show last week that it's more like reciting poetry than it is singing a song mm-hmm. and he he adds yeah. he just like kind of like uh adds his own music to the already existing music um that being said though i think my ultimate decision is to just is to go with i love la because i think that i love la is the is the novelty gimmick song i think that it's 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 all about you know love in la like it's it's like it's like a it's like such a kitsch 
Kish, is that the right word? Kish song? Kish. It's a song about Kish? Yeah, exactly. Kish. It's such a Kish song. See, now that's a great novelty song idea about Kish. Yes, some kind of play on words between Kish and Kish. I love it. I think I think it'd go over pretty well. Um, and and that's it. I think that like the other one, I, I genuinely I think that Rocket Man is a very good song. If we were having an argue, if we were having a uh, discussion over whether you know Rocket Man is the better song, I think it could go a different way. But the better novelty song here, I think, is clearly I Love L.A. by Randy Newman. I think that's the one that's going to go to the next round. Yeah, it's a painful decision. And I would say if we were doing a bracket of best celebrity songs, I think easily final two, if not a winner. I mean, I I, I think that that fits that category great or just weirdest songs ever. Um, Yeah. You know, weirdest music videos ever. I mean, it, it could go in a lot of categories. I just don't know if novelty or gimmick is that category. You know, that would be an interesting bracket, wouldn't Weird, it? Weirdest music videos? There are weirdest, a lot of great... Weirdest songs ever. Weirdest songs ever, yeah. Slash weirdest music videos ever. That would Either definitely... one. I wouldn't even know where to start, because there are a lot of confusing things out there. Yeah. Um... Very good. Uh, that means when we get to the final four, we're going to see Monster Mash up against I Love L.A. It'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out. But first, we've got to go to the other half of the bracket in our Decades Challenge, starting with the 80s versus the 70s, um, where we see Pac-Man Fever by Buckner and Garcia take on Convoy by C.W. McCall. Both very catchy, very gimmicky, very novelty songs. Going head to head here in our elite eight, Matt. I'll uh, I'll start with you on this one. What do you think of this oh. matchup? <laughs> this is this is probably the wackiest matchup of all. Easily, of all matchups. I, I mean, both of these both of these songs came from groups with just the most bizarre opponents. So then they've already survived round one with the uh, bizarro world opponents, and I think in round two. Um, I gotta give it. I just gotta give it to Convoy, man. Like that's. I'm giving it to Convoy just because it's so so strange. It's 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 clearly a gimmick, clearly novelty, Mm -hmm. but in the strangest way. It's about truckers and the trucker lifestyle, and weird. I I didn't even know that was a thing. (laughs) Apparently, that was a thing in the '70s, Mm -hmm. and people were into it, and they made a, a novelty song about it. So, yeah, that's what I'm giving it to. I'm giving it to Convoy, which is still stuck in my head, <laughs> even a week later. Because that, that, we got that a big old convoy. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's such a – it's just we, – it, it is very weird. Um, and the fact that it exists, period, is is frankly shocking. Um, but, you know, I, I look at these two songs side to side, and we did this with I Love L.A., and I think to some degree we did it with Monster Mash, which is, yes, it's a, it's a novelty and gimmick song, but when you have two novelty and gimmick songs that are both good not good novelties and good gimmicks, what do you judge them on after that? And for me, it's quality of song, which is the better song. And, and I love Convoy. I think it's uncomfortably amazing. But I have to give it to Pac-Man Fever on this one. And, and I really think that Pac-Man Fever, if you just change the lyrics to something not about Pac-Man, you could have a decent pop hit. I really think it's a catchy, well-written, clever song that has a fantastic gimmick element to it. I mean, it was on an album of entirely gimmick songs. Um, right. Where C.W. McCall actually tried to be a legitimate you know, country singer. Um which is hilarious because he's best known for Convoy. But I think in this matchup, I'm going to give it to Pac-Man Fever. I really do think that that makes more sense to me as the novelty and gimmick song of choice. Okay. Which well, means you know what this means. We're at an impasse. We're at an impasse. You know yeah. how we're going to get past this impasse? How are we going to get past that, Matt? All right. So you put the quarter in the machine. Game starts up. Pac-Man. <laughs> yes. Game has begun. Do you go left or do you go right? Do, 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 do. Left. The ghost was at the left. Honestly, I can't feel bad that Convoy won. <laughs> I really can't because that is such a fantastic song. I think there are no losers in this matchup, really. Um, no, definitely If there not. was anyone for us to split on, this was a good one because uh, I think it makes a little more sense. Right. Cool. So we'll see Convoy continue. 
Um, and we've got one um, left. Okay. Our, our more modern decades matchup, 90s versus the 2000s. And here we have uh, Do the Bartman, uh, sung by the Simpsons on their album Simpsons Sings the Blues, up against What Does the Fox Say by Yulvis. Uh our, yes. our viral hit versus our um, just kind of odd cartoon hit. Um I guess I can start on this one. You know, we we talked about this on the last episode where when you get into these later sort of uh, viral songs, you kind of get away a little bit from the gimmick and the novelty, whereas it's just more of a, a catchy song or a song with a hook rather than a novelty or gimmick, at least in my opinion. And I think both songs have this problem in some respects. But again, I, I, going back to novelty or gimmick, what does the fox say has a hook and it has a catchy um, chorus and it has a, uh, a just thing that gets stuck in your head for five minutes, but it's not, it doesn't really have a great novelty aspect to it, I don't think. And then I think about Do the Bartman, which, to remind you in case you forgot, is a bunch of cartoon characters fictional cartoon characters who released an entire album of songs. One of those songs was a number one hit featuring background vocals from Michael Jackson <laughs> that inspired a dance craze called the Bartman. I don't know what gets, Kinda what is crazy. more gimmick than that, especially more than what does the Fox say? So I'm going to give it to do the Bartman. Um, I also think Do the Barman is genuinely a better song. Not that it's a great song. I do genuinely think it's a better song. Um, that's certainly my opinion. But Matt, what, what do you think? Where are you going to put your put your your faith in this competition? Yeah, so, so earlier in the show, you mentioned the second criteria. After, if it, if it, if it either passes, if it fails, the, uh, the gimmick criteria, the novelty criterion, um, then you said it would go to better quality of song. Mm -hmm. I think then in that case, the third category it should pass to should be the catchier song. The one yeah. that gets jammed in your head. Like then in the, take the, the previous round, like Convoy just got stuck in my head mm -hmm. way, way easier than Pac-Man Fever did. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe before we listened to either one isolated on their own, it might've been different. <laughs> For me, in this case, all three categories, and the first category, novelty gimmick, the first estate, uh, is is definitely the, the would be the closest, but with distance between these two songs. But I think two and three, to me, quality of song and uh, catchiness of song are a shoe in for what does the fox say? Hmm. I, I I happen to like this song. I think that it's a uh, a well-made song novelty actually might the do the bar man might edge it edge it out a little bit more in that in that area but i just think that the fox just does you know he, he kind of blows Bartman out of the water in the other two categories so i'm 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 gonna cast my vote for what does the fox say and we'll find out how to resolve the second impasse. <laughs> yeah, Matt, that I think is a, a very fair argument. Um, and I think you constructed your case well, and, and I think that's a fair decision. But as you mentioned, we were at an impasse. Matt, you enter the dungeon, and in the dungeon is a witch. This witch has three orbs, one of which contains the key to escape the dungeon, and the other two will kill you upon opening. Which orb... Do you take from the witch orb one, orb two, or orb three? Oh, they're just numbered. They're just numbered. Orb one, orb. Okay, it's not like a triangle-shaped orb. Like a well, it wouldn't be an orb. Matt. That would be a pyramid. Orb. All right. How about? Yeah. Okay, that's true. All right. So there's a red orb, a blue orb, okay. and a white orb. Very American. Do you Very take the red? Very patriotic witch we have here. Do you take the red? Do you take the blue? Or do you take the white? You got crappy odds on this because you got two out of three odds. You're going to pick the wrong one. Yeah, I was so going to say, so why is this two out of three? This all right, all right, all right, this all right. stacked competition. All right. The white orb suddenly explodes for no apparent reason, leaving you two orbs to choose from, the red orb or the blue orb. Which orb do you choose? I I got to go with my gut. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the blue orb. He's going to take the blue orb. You open the blue orb, 
and you're killed instantly. It was the oh, red no, orb. It was the red it orb. Was the red orb. Oh, damn it. You had the shot. And so, hey, we're one we're one and one on this. So, uh yes. you get one and I get one, but in this case, and do the To part. be fair, I didn't even I didn't even write mine down. I just had it in my head. That yeah, was pretty suspicious. And you won, so I, yeah, so it's suspicious. Sneaky. No, Very I know sp- you're an honorable sp- man, sp- Matt Mariani. I have no worries about you. Um all right, I, why were we looking at your crotch, Matt? No, nope, that's better. I, I was, I was. Thank you. Taking out a marker, did not need so to I see could that. write. I could write on my uh, whiteboard. Well, we Chinese. only have a few more opportunities for tiebreakers, so for the next tiebreaker. Um, okay. so that's it. We now have our final format. This is very exciting. Very four exciting. songs left. Pretty soon there will be only one remaining. Um. Starting on the left-hand side of the bracket, in our final four, we have the Monster Mash versus I Love Los Angeles. Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers versus Randy Newman. Only one can win this fight. Matt, where do you even start on this head-to-head? I mean, I think you just gotta go. You just gotta go with the the ultimate novelty song, the ultimate... The ultimate novelty choice between these two. I mean, Randy Newman writes a lot of novelty songs. The the I Love L.A. is all about um, be making Los Angeles into a commodity. You know, making Los Angeles into uh, like a, a place. But to be fair, there are a lot of other places I think that have songs mm-hmm. dedicated to them. Uh, look at the the theme song to um, to the Drew Carey show, Cleveland yeah. Rocks. Yeah, it's about Cleveland. That's a novelty song about Cleveland. That is a, very much so. A billion, majillion songs have been written about Boston, mm-hmm. the city of Boston. So mm-hmm. many novelty songs that I can't even name one. But there's been a lot. Um, I feel like nearly every state or city, major city, has gotten its fair due from the novelty experience. Uh, therefore, I, I think I Love L.A. might be the best of all of them, most memorable, what have yeah. you. But I, I have to, I'm going to have to give this round to Monster Mash. I'm handing it to Monster Mash for it's really repping Halloween as a holiday. Uh, and it's it's putting an entire holiday on its back. And it's, it's unique in that, I mean, you don't have an equivalent for Thanksgiving. You don't have the Thanksgiving mash. You don't mm-hmm. have... The Hanukkah Mash. There are Although a they, million he, Christmas songs. There should songs. be. Maybe that's They're a good idea. Like an Arbor Day Mash or like a Labor well, Day Mash. Call up Johnny Williams and the Crypt. Johnny who? Bobby and Pickett Kickers. and the Crypt Bobby Kickers. Pickett. Oh, I was way off. Yes. You call were. up Bobby Pickett and the Crypt, Kicker, Crypt Kickers yes. and have them become Johnny Turkey and the and Pilgrim. The... Thankful Pilgrims. <laughs> and they, they can make a Thanksgiving song. They did the mash, the mashed potatoes. <laughs> the they mashed did the potato. mash. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I, I think that that's what makes Monster Mash so unique. It, it's representing a holiday that doesn't often get a lot of attention. And uh, on the other side, you have a lot of cities that have a lot of novelty songs. Yeah. So my pick is Monster Mash. Yeah, I I think that's a really solid pick. I mean, listen, when, when, in our last competition, in our last sort of battle, we said the first criteria is is it a good novelty or gimmick song? If that's cleared, the second point is, um, is it a, a good song, a quality song? If that's passed, the third criteria is, is it a catchy or memorable song? But for me, the fourth criteria is, is it a hit? Is it a popular song? I think Do the Bartman would win over What Does the Fox Say in that respect, um, and some of these other ones would as well. Is it a bona fide, platinum, record-selling, played-on-the-radio hit? And I think when you put these two side to side, Monster Mash blows I Love L.A. out of the water because I Love L.A. is a novelty song. It is a great song. It is a catchy song, but it's really not a hit. Yes, it's been around. Yes, people have heard it, but it's not a, a – I think the holiday plays to Monster Mash's advance uh, advantage in that you play it every year. Uh, and it's the yeah. only real holiday gimmick song um, for Halloween versus Christmas that has a thousand or whatever. But um, – I think for for me, it just comes down to that. Everyone knows Monster Mash. Not everyone knows I Love L.A. 
And I think Monster Mash, I think it gets the credit because I think it is a really quality gimmick song, maybe even better than I Love L.A. Um, it, it does have that unique aspect to it, but but it hits the first three, and i got to go with the four, which is the bigger hit. Monster Mash, I think, wins for me, and I think we're, we're both in agreement on that. Um, and and we, we even said coming into this competition, Monster Mash had a great chance um, of going pretty far in this because it is just a really solid gimmick song, uh, and I just don't think I Love L.A. can stand up to that. So That's right. Monster Mash really has an advantage here, doesn't he? Yeah, like uh, it's, it's almost like it's almost like Monster Mash uh, has been talking with someone in the locker room about deflating the footballs, or I mean, <laughs> you can't even do the, the analogy. That's the so bracket funny. balls <laughs> De- deflating the uh, the lyrics and, or the, uh, uh, the beats. Or, or maybe maybe Monster Mash is filming the other teams during practice. Is, and... is filming Randy Newman as he plays his piano? <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, it is a little suspicious, isn't it? But mm. again, Matt, you have to remember, you and I are the only ones deciding this. So I don't know. Did Bobby right. Pickett pay you a visit? I don't know. I'm, some of the crypt kickers might have. Maybe I drafted some of the crypt kickers on my fantasy team. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they got kickers in the name, so they got to be worth something, right? That's right. Um, all right, Monster Mash is going to be in our final two. Oh my goodness, the, 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 the championship match. Who are they going to go with? Well, we've got Convoy versus Do the Bartman, C.W. McCall versus the fictional Simpsons family. Um, whoa, this is an interesting battle. Very different songs. I'm going to jump right in and listen. I have been, I think, the only advocate for Do the Bartman in this whole competition. I really like that song, and I realize some people don't. But there's just something kind of like parents just don't understand where it's like really shitty rap <laughs> and and it's kind of catchy, but not really. And you don't understand why it exists or why it's a hit, but it is. Um, and something about that appeals to me. I just like that song. But Convoy is awesome. That song is amazing. And as you said, and I think, again, very similar to Monster Mash, picked such a narrow niche and then killed it. Just killed it. Nobody can compare. Yeah. And I think for C.W. McCall to do that in the the trucking CB experience of the 70s is huge. Never mind the, sa- the fact that it is a hilariously awkward song to begin with, where the whole first minute of the song is like, Breaker, Breaker, 1020, we got a bogey on our, on our 12 or whatever. Like, it's very confusing. But just... There's just something amazing about that song that the, the, the sheer fact that it exists... Do the Bartman is just designed to make money for Matt Groening. That's why it exists. Um, Convoy exists because C.W. McCall sat down in a studio and thought, we need a song about truckers with no intention of it ever being a hit. And for me, that's got to count for something. So I, as much as I love Do the Barman, and I really, truly do, I'm going to give it to Convoy on this one. I'm glad you... Uh came around on this one because i yeah I'm, i mean it's no no secret here i'm not a, a huge fan of do the bart man uh i think i'm giving it to convoy and convoy is going to go through and uh, i think the 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 only reason i'm going to give here the the essential reason is that convoy is just so it's just such a a, a damn niche song like it was created out of kind of like a love for trucking i guess yeah. or just kind of oh some kind of weird obsession with trucking whereas the other one was was a market a market created uh song yeah. it was a commodity created song so the other one like uh, convoy is basically like a like a self-create like the people kind of made it into a novelty yeah. song absolutely so it was it's the uh the people's choice for novelty pick. song the yeah the bartman was almost like uh like fish food but i'll be honest thrown out there and, you know, now that we have the final two, I, I want to talk just briefly about the rest of the bracket. But I think that whole bottom right quadrant of the 90s and 2000s song was very weak. I think that was I had a very tough time finding good novelty or gimmick songs written in the last 20 years. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it was it's it's sort of like a dying art. Almost. It really is. Yeah. You know, almost think- now. Now, the I think the modern equivalent. The modern equivalent of a novelty song is is a viral song or like a you know like a, a some kind of YouTube sensation. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, and 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 to be honest, I forget about those so quickly. I wouldn't even know where to start looking. Yeah. 
Um, and also, I think a lot of the novelty songs, they exist. They're just not hits like a lot of these are. Where it's like, you know, you and I weren't even alive when Convoy or Disco Duck came out, but at least I've heard of them. Um, and I know you've heard of some of these, uh, most of them even. And, and I think everything I except for Convoy and... You know, and I think Disco Duck. I don't think I ever I had heard of. Disco but even Duck. like Super Bowl Shuffle, like there's no reason we should have heard of that. No reason no. we should know what that is. But, but that that's do. something that's permeated the pop culture. Exactly. Sure. But I don't think the novelty songs today it's been parodied. Yeah, I you don't know. know. I guess time will tell. Yeah, I I hope so, and I hope something good does come out that was weak. Now, Matt, the one other question I want to ask you was: We have our final two, Convoy versus Monster Mash, which I think is. Almost a perfect final two. I think that's a stellar matchup. Yeah. But of the original 16, can you pick a song that you're either surprised or disappointed didn't make it farther in the competition? Not even necessarily the way of the final two, just farther along. Is there is there a song that's missing that you said to yourself, I really wish this had done better? For me, it's... Uh... For me, it's probably the Super Bowl Shuffle. I was going to say the exact same thing. Yeah, for me, this I, I kind of wish the Super Bowl Shuffle had made it at least out of the first round. I was really expecting it to be Pac-Man Fever. That, but um, I, that was the I think the toughest sixteen matchup we had. Really, yeah, absolutely, yeah, definitely. That was that was really that was impossible. A really tough one. Uh, that being said, I I actually I I not only expected but I was. Um, I was uh, kind of pulling for Monster Mash to make it this far. I, I yeah. really wanted to see Monster Mash go the distance, and I'm, I'm glad it made it to the final round. Um, or I, I guess the yeah the final round. We're in the final round. We're in the final round. It's a championship the final game. Round. I was going to say it. the penultimate round, but no, we we did. That's what we, we just did. We are in the ultimate round. We are now in the ultimate round. Final yeah, two. Yeah, Super Bowl Shuffle. I think that uh, that's the one that I I kind of had seen going further. Yeah, I think uh, that, that, was, that nice. was a huge novelty song. And if it had been paired up with almost any other one of these, I think it would have. Absolutely, you would have seen time. the final two. Absolutely, I don't doubt that yeah. for a second. Because Pac Man Fever, I think, is one of the best novelty songs on this list. So that was an impossible matchup. Um, but yeah, Super Bowl Shuffle's great. Super Bowl Shuffle's great. And I think Rocket Man too, I would have liked. Again, it's yeah. tough because it's not exactly a gimmick or novelty song, but right. it's, it's kind become of amazing. That. Yeah. And it, I would have liked to have seen it gone farther, but. That being said, I think that that is probably the most unique song. Oh, absolutely. If absolutely. we were going for unique songs, I think that Convoy and Rocket Man would be the two in the final round. Oh, yeah. They're unique for sure. Very odd. <laughs> very, very odd. Absolutely. But just, just that just makes them all the more awesome. That's exactly right. I, and I think there are a lot of great songs in this list, and I'm glad we've gotten all the way to the final two, Matt. Convoy versus Monster Mash. Really similar songs, I think, in a lot of ways, right? Where they took again, we've talked about this, that that niche niche audience niche audience um and, and exploited them with a song specifically targeted at that demographic both songs feature sound effects both songs feature people talking in addition to people singing uh both songs were hits how do you begin to choose between these two to pick the novelty or gimmick song champion it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a this is gonna be a tough choice i think for both of us I think that, well, and, and, you know, we can even talk about our, our five criteria, right? Is it a gimmick yeah. or novelty song? Is it catchy? Is it a well-written song? Is it a, um, is it a hit? And then you just set a fifth with, um, with, uh, Convoy versus Bartman. What was it? Was it, uh, it was kind of, like, unique or genuine, maybe? Yeah, like, authenticity. How, authenticity. Authenticity. Like, yeah. I like I, those I, five. Like Convoy was written by, you know, just a handful of people who loved the subject matter versus the Bartman was kind of cranked out by a commercial machine. Not that that's a bad thing, just that that's, you know, that's what it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think it came, Bartman came from the heart in any regard. It was nobody's, you know, like, uh, it was nobody's, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, stroke of genius. Exactly. It yeah. was written to sell records. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so given those five criteria, then how do you how do you score these songs? Would that maybe be we'll, the most fair way to do this? Would be to score them on these criteria? I think I think we should score them on this criteria, and maybe um, we'll come up with which category, which or which song takes home the most categories between the two of us. Yeah, something like I was thinking on a scale of one to five, we can rate rate each song on these five categories, and whichever okay. gets the most points wins. It seems like a fair way to do it. That seems like a that's a very very objective, well, objective and well thought out. I just thought of it. I assure you it's not at all well thought out. All right, Matt, let's start with um, gimmick or novelty. Is it a true gimmick? Does it play to a novelty aspect? And we'll start with Monster Mash. On a scale of 1 to 5, 5 being the most gimmick, 1 being the least gimmick. How gimmicky for you is Monster Mash? Uh, Monster Mash has got to be a 5. Got to be a perfect 5 for you? Got to be the perfect 5. That It is the gimmick song. This is the first song to come, that should come to everyone's mind when they think of a gimmick song. See, for me... Um, so I think it's very, very gimmicky. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I don't, I don't like to give perfect scores, but I think, I think it's 4.5 there. Very close, but I agree. It is very spot on. Um, catchy. Is it a catchy song on a scale of one to five? Hmm... Yeah, of course it's catchy. I'm gonna how catchy. I think that really the only thing that's catchy about the Monster Mash is the chorus. Now that I think about it, that's the part that gets stuck in your head. He did yep. the match. He did the Monster Mash. It caught on in a flash. Mm-hmm. The verses. Nobody really remembers the verses. No, they're very wordy. Very wordy, right? So I think in terms of catchiness, I'm only gonna give that one a three. I'm going to score it a three for catches. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Um, I think for me, I'm going to give it a, th- uh, um, a three and a half. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I agree. It's not super catchy. I think it's a little a little catchier than we give it credit for. I think because it has a better, uh, it has a really good hook to it. I think it's got a really good beat behind it. So I think, you know, it's very catchy in that respect. But I agree. Some of the lyrics are wordy, um, especially towards the middle where they go off beat. Is it a hit? Matt, would you consider this a hit song? Oh, it's definitely a hit song. Definitely a hit song. Uh, for holiday songs, uh, as far as they go, I, th- I think it did very well for itself. I'll score that a five. For I sure. agree. I'm going to score that a perfect five as well. I don't think you get more hit than Monster Mash. Yeah. Um, it's definitely Spot a Spot on. Um, how about it being a good song, a well-written song, a quality song? Removing all other aspects, is this is this good? Is this a good song? Yeah, I think we're. Well, I mean, we're looking at we're looking at a popular song mm-hmm. that everybody really, really, genuinely loves. It's still, it's withstood the test of time. We'll say that. I don't know when exactly it was made. What decade? Eighties. Oh, Monster Mash goes back to like the sixties. Oh my, really? Yeah, it goes way back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. see, so so even it even proves my point even more. I think that it it's really withstood the test of time. Um, I think that that's like a quality song. The lyrics are, while they are wordy, they're clever. They make a lot of like puns mm-hmm. and witty rhymes. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. I you think it's it a. I'm going to say it's a four-quality song. Um, I'm going to give it a three on this, and I think because, while I don't think it's particularly bad, I do think it uses a lot of uh, gimmicks, uh, go figure, but I, I think it's, again, puns and things like that, not super hard to write, I don't think. The, the lyric, it's very simple rhyming. It's, again, uses a lot of those sound effect gimmicks. Um, I, I, I don't think it's really that great of of a of a written song or of a composed song i'm gonna give it a three i think it's right in the middle it's fair um lastly authenticity how authentic is monster mash i think that i well i don't know the backstory the complete backstory of the writing that's fair that went into monster mash Mm -hmm. to me it sounds it actually sounds kind of markety like i i don't think there was these these guys had like a genuine love for Halloween or anything mm-hmm. like that. I mm-hmm. think they were, they were kind, of, they were pop musicians. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of rate that in a weak aspect. Um, well, I don't think it was made entirely with, with the commercial interest in mind. I think that the, the musicians who made it, I mean, their name alone kind of tells you that they were, 
they were just there to crank out a, a Halloween pop song. I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a two. It's going to go a two for authenticity. Two. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two and a half. And, and you know, you got to remember, it comes from the, the, the period of time where gimmick songs were all the rage. Like Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini and Purple People Eater and all these songs where... Um, songs were popular because they were gimmicky um so i do believe at the time it was built to 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 sell records and to do those sorts of things and um it it it, it's flashy and i get the sound effects and all of that where um i i i agree i don't think there's a lot of authenticity i'm gonna give it a two and a half on that one um Let's see. Let me total up these points quick. That's 10, 17, 18. So uh, you gave it a 19. I gave it an 18 and a half out of a possible score of 25. Uh, now we got to talk about Convoy, Matt. Uh, I'll start off each of these rounds. Is it a good gimmick song? Um, I absolutely agree. And, and I'm going to go so far as to say I think it's a better gimmick song than Monster Mash. I know we're trying not to do them head to head, rather score them individually. But I do think it's an out. Matt, are you there? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, okay. Show. Your video froze up for a second there, and I thought we lost you. I saw I lost the green light. Uh, <laughs> not good. At the top of my computer. Uh, I'm going to give it a perfect five, because I really do think that Halloween is an easier thing to write for than trucking, um, and, and I think that it is a um, really fantastic novelty song, and I think it is really spot on. So I'm going to give it a perfect five on that, Matt. What do you think? Um, yeah, for novelty, Convoy is... Convoy is very, it's very much like we've, like we've been saying, it's very much a novelty song. It, it hits the novelty nail right on the head. Yes. And it applies to this niche group of, of trucking. that's so intriguing to me in the pop culture realm. So I, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to score it a four in the, in the novelty. I think that it, it does quite well for itself. It's not, it's not entirely there because I think it would be a little sillier if it was, but it's effective. I think it's, yeah, it's an effective novelty song. I'm going to give it a four. Agreed. Um, catchy. Is it a catchy song? Um, I would say, again, the chorus is very catchy, but I think the rest of it is nonsense, and you don't remember any of it. We got a big old convoy. That's the only part you remember. You don't remember the rest of it. So it's catchy. It's not super catchy. I'm going to score it, I think, about a three and a half, I think, is where I'm going to give it. So a little better than the middle, but not a super high score, Matt. What do you think? Yeah, for catchiness, I was going to give it, I was actually going to give it a three, because I think that it, while it is very catchy, nobody remembers the rest of it. We, we you hear those three words, and you might hum the tune that goes along with it, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it has the same problem as Monster Mash, and the verses are just not, I mean, I, I would, I'd probably, you know, I'd probably respect somebody that would be able to sing the entire song, because <laughs> it, it gets very wordy, and it gets very, there's like an intricate story. Yep. Which I think in the next category, I'm, I'm going to have to say, does makes it uh, do quite well for itself. But in this category, for in terms of catchiness, it, it kind of hurts it a little bit. So what about it being a hit? Would you consider it a hit? Um, no, I, I don't think it was a hit at all, actually. I don't. I think it's a song not a lot of people know about. I think at right. its time it was a hit. Um, yeah. And it really did lead a movement. But I think, I think you know, for me, hit is also defined as longevity. Um, and I really don't think it does well there. I'm going to give it two points in this category. I don't think it's as low as a one, but uh, I definitely don't think it, 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 it held up well. I don't even think it has a cult following anymore. Like, I, I would Very like to say that it has... Many. I would like to say that it has, it has a cult following... Uh, that goes along with it, but uh, similar to a lot of other bands of the of the of the eighties mm-hmm. um, of the time, I think that I don't. I mean, I don't think that it really has that cult following, so I don't think it's really held up very well. So I'm also going to give it a one in that category. Give it a one. Wow. Okay. The only one given so far. Um, next, is it a good song? Is it a quality song? A well-written song? Uh, again. I think the chorus is great. I think some of the CB stuff, especially in the beginning, isn't particularly bad. I actually think it kind of rolls well with the music underneath it. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to just say that it's a three. I think it's right in the middle. I don't think it's great. I don't think it's bad. I think it just is what it is. And and I have a tough time calling this a a good song. That that's that's what I think, Matt. What do you think? See, this is going to surprise you. And for quality, this is this is the category I think that the verses pay off. I think that if you really listen to the song, it has a story going on. There's something very, very interesting happening, and you're 
you if it's your first time hearing the song, you want to hear the story resolved. And it's they're talking about trucking across the United States and encountering all kinds of mishaps on the road. And the National Guard comes in at one point yep. and just seeing things, seeing America uh, as you drive across it. And I think that that is a compelling story. And I think that that adds that it contributes to the quality Um and the catching that you have, you have that plus a catchy chorus. I really don't know what else you could ask for. So when you're looking at a folk song like this, where it has a really good story and a really compelling um, and catchy tune, uh, while I won't say that it's perfect, I think that it merits a four. So wow. I'm going to give I'm going to give four. It's a four quality song. Not too bad. All right, Matt. Last category, authenticity. How authentic is the song? I think we mentioned this a little bit when we were talking about Monster Mash and in the competition. I don't think it gets more authentic than this song. I think this was a guy who wrote a song because he actually liked trucking and a guy who actually likes to sing music and a guy who wasn't looking to sell records or make money uh, and who was surprised by the fame of the song. I'm giving it a five on this one because I don't. I really have a tough time. Even in the entire in the entire bracket, I think it's easily in the top three most authentic songs here. Um so I'm going to give it the perfect five, Matt. What do you think? Sean, I am most certainly right there with you. Oh, my marker's not working. No. Oh. Five. You can't see that. No, I five. can't, but I'm going to take your word for five. it. It's a five. Pretend I wrote a big five. Wow, Matt, mark. that's a great five. What a sad marker. I can't believe it. <laughs> it, failed, it failed me in my hour of need. So... Uh. It's a big five for authenticity. It's so authentic. This is this is the poster child for authenticity. It's really really was written by a man who loved trucking and the the art of trucking. Uh, so, what what more can you ask for? That's authenticity. You do what you love and you write about what you love. So that's it. Five. I love it, Matt. The scores are in. Do you have any inclination who won? I have no inclination. That's why I like this all. format. I, would, I want to be surprised. Yeah. So let me tell you. Um, also, let me just say yes. I was very glad that you were keeping track that whole time. <laughs> oh, wait. I you weren't writing them was... down? <laughs> oh, no. What are we going to do? Oh, no. Rewind the tape. Uh, yeah, that's it. So what I will say is, and I promise this was completely inadvertent. I was not comparing scores. I scored both songs identically. Both got an 18 and a half from me. So, Matt... You're the one who's going to end up making the decision on this one. You did not score them identically. You scored one two points higher. Wow. Okay. Two points higher. Would you like to know which one won? I have a feeling I know, but just, just tell me anyway. The winner of the first ever Goldilocks Zone Bracket Challenge and our bracket for the novelty and gimmick song bracket to end all brackets is... Bobby Pickett and the Crypt Kickers with Monster wow. Mash. Monster That's actually, Mash. That was the one that I thought. Yep. The Monster Mash. Absolutely. Absolutely. In mm-hmm. a score of thirteen of 37.5 to 35.5. Um, what really killed Convoy was um, the fact that you scored a 1 for it being a hit. That really, if you had gone middle of the road and done a 3 or something like that, it would have been closer. But that really sank its chances. Wow. As well. Well, I mean, what can I say? It I think I think the best song won, or at least definitely one of the best songs won. I, I am very happy with the outcome. Um, I, and I think it was a fair well. outcome. It was a fair outcome, which is even Absolutely. potentially more important. Now, let me play devil's advocate here. Oh, boy. Okay. If we look at the bracket again. Yes. And if we say that we hadn't made... The controversial, or soon-to-be controversial decision to replace short people with I Love L.A. Yeah. Do you see this going in a different direction? Do you see Rocketman winning that round? I, You know, I do see Rocketman winning, but I see Rocketman losing to Monster Mash. I really, uh, Monster Mash is a juggernaut. I think it would have made the final. I don't think I, there's. I have to agree with there's you. There's nothing yeah. on that side of the bracket that I think can beat Monster Mash. Now, that that honestly would have been my most difficult decision to make. Monster Mash versus Rocket Man, I, I would have really, really struggled with that one. Kind of glad that it didn't come down to that. But then let me ask you this, Matt. Let's say Super Bowl Shuffle had won, and it was Convoy versus Super Bowl Shuffle. Who do you think would have won? 
Super Bowl Shuffle, actually. I would have picked. Like I said, I'm I'm surprised you would have picked which one. Super Super Bowl Bowl Shuffle Shuffle over Convoy. Yeah. And let's say so. And I'm assuming Super Bowl Shuffle would have beaten Do the Bart Man. So in in a Monster Mash Super Bowl Shuffle finale, who do you think went? That's that is tough. I think it would have been even closer. I think I think Monster Mash still would have won. Actually, I think it would have been further apart because I, in terms of quality of song, and in terms of but but uh, it's gimmicky. It's catchy. It's authentic. Was it authentic though? I think it was authentic. I mean, these you guys think it was authentic? they basically wrote you the think lyrics. Any of those and did any of those Chicago Bears want to want to do that? Or you think Absolutely they did. It was their idea. A nice big check. No one came to them with this idea. I swear if you read the story, it was one of them was dating a cheerleader who had the idea and it was the team who approached the producer or whatever. They were absolutely into it. They loved it. Okay. So, All right, I believe you. So I think that would have been close. But listen, Monster Mash has won uh, this competition. I think it was a uh, a hard-fought battle, but a, a worthy winner. Uh, Matt, what did you think of the bracket style? Would, is this something you'd consider returning to at some point in the future? I absolutely would return to this style. I think that it worked really well. It was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Like, I felt I felt like, like an ESPN reporter the whole time. <laughs> Like I, I was, like the head to head. It was March Madness, and I was doing the doing the brackets for everyone. Absolutely, like I was Phil Sims or something. That was cool. But next time, I want to bring on a third person to be like tiebreaker or to have a two to one vote. I think that might be a good idea. <laughs> like so, a, like a guest judge. Like a guest like- judge. So that way it's impossible to have a tie. Something to think about. Uh, if you want yeah. us to do this again or you want a topic for us to do a bracket on or literally anything else, you should reach out and contact us at Goldilocks Show on Twitter and GoldilocksShow at gmail.com. Uh, of course, our website, GoldilocksShow.com and SoundCloud.com slash GoldilocksShow. All those places you can get our episodes. Of course, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, anywhere podcasts are distributed. We're probably there. Uh, and if we're not, you should tell us and we'll be there. I want to tease before we wrap for the evening next week's big epic episode. It will be the first time we have two guests on our show. We will be joined in the what I'm coining as the quad box um, with uh, Dan Miller and Colby Rabideau, co-hosts of the Don't Panic podcast. They will be on the show because we are doing our first ever Dungeons and Dragons match live. And by live, I mean on tape. But we're going to do it in real time, so we won't edit it. So it's kind of like being live. It's going to be exciting. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Colby has never played. Dan's played a couple games. Matt's played a couple games, and he's Matt's going to be our dungeon master. Matt, are you excited to do this? That's right. I I am excited. I'm very excited. I I, I won't lie to you. This is a, this is a, <laughs> an honor. I've always wanted to be the dungeon master in my own little group of uh, of. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons players. As a matter of fact, the people that I play with, we none of us really have any idea how to play. I'll just fully disclose that to you guys. We kind of learned as we went along. Uh, we got somewhat halfway through one quest, um, but I think we I think we we're at that point where we have the rules under our belt, and I'm going to try to impart as much knowledge to these guys as I can before starting, so we, we're not struggling through it. Um, I'm going to maybe. Uh, maybe help them make characters for their own. I, I'm, I'm super excited for it. I think it's um, going to be fun. I'm going to take the weekend and I'm going to get prepared for it. And I think it's going to be a good time. I can't think of a better dungeon master than you, Matt. And I think you're going to bring us all along for the ride. It's going to be a lot of fun. So tune in to our next episode after this for part one of that. Um, and we'll probably have part two uh, the following week. So um, keep an eye on that coming up. We thank everybody for joining us on behalf of Matt. I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on a fantasy filled episode of the Goldilocks Zone. <laughs>